What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem, baby. It is Friday out there, and we are on episode 439 already. Wow, it's just moving right along, ain't it, baby? Anyway, today we have some very important information to share with you. Very important stuff right here. And I'm doing this because I get the questions all the time about protocol stuff. And I've said it a million times. We are biker news. We get the news out to the general motorcycling community. Yes, I do give a lot of opinions on what's happening in this scene. But more importantly, after the zillionth time uh, being asked in a couple emails, I decided that I have to give you a source that's been around since 2008. Yes, this has been around since 2008. It covers everything. Now, the source behind it is anonymous but as you read through it you'll get the point and that's the way it should be they're keeping it under wraps they're giving the good information that they should but this is the go-to website that a lot of people recommended back in 2008 they have it on their own server now uh last updated in 2019 i believe it is but this thing's been around for freaking ever, and it goes point by point by point. This, if you want information, all your heart's desire, there's enough reading material here to get you where you need to go. With me, I'm also going to be talking about bikers uh, behind bars. Very important stuff. I know in the late 90s, mid-90s, something like that is when NCOM used to send out the Bikers Behind Bars newsletter. I'm going to be taking you to that site to uh, let you know, you know, who to contact and stuff. They need some donations, people. Let's help them out because it's a very important service that they're providing club members, brothers. Uh, that are in the joint. One thing you don't want to do is leave people behind. My God, I uh, like I said, I get a couple of calls a month from the joint uh, from people I've known since early 90s that are doing life in prison right now uh, for stuff they did for their clubs. Uh, yeah, you never leave them behind, and it's very important to uh, support that cause. There used to be... Good stuff that used to happen back then when they let it happen. They used to have uh, the motorcycles coming in the joint, uh, all the inmates, their spirits would get lifted up. And you got to remember, a lot of these people that are in the joints were forced to take deals from the government because they had no money for lawyers. And that happens still to this day. You know, the government always wants to throw the book at you, and that's when you start seeing, well, the deals come in. Never take the first or second deal, I can tell you that. A lot of my friends know about that one. Uh, 
but it's important to keep their spirits up because you're in a six by six cell depending on which joint you're in it could be different now and life gets pretty boring and the only thing that you have to look forward to is your mail stuff coming in from the outside news especially if you're you know an old school scooter tramp you still want to know what's going on in the scene so this newsletter is very important and there is a link where you can donate you know throw them a couple bucks you know anything helps out to keep this publication going like i said it has its roots in the 90s and yeah it stopped for a while because guess what the funds weren't there or you know somebody wasn't there to do the edit uh, editorials and stuff and throw the news all together but it is real important and i wanted to do that because we did talk about on our last segment about how far and what lengths the government will go to hem you up that was especially true with uh, this pagan stuff going on that's the news around the scene and i presented my case that hey it has to go all the way back to copies and how the leo uh yeah hemmed them up and if you see uh our Phil in the chat room, he gives the other side of the story uh, when he's in there uh, from their point of view. Because I like all points of views to come in. Again, this is a news-related program and stuff. So it, you got to get the information from all sides if you like them or not. We're not CNN, we're not MSNBC, Fox News, any of that stuff. And that's the problem with the media, and when we go over to uh, the Bikers Behind Bars uh, website, you'll see that it's really from what angle you're associated with. We become so tribal in this country that we don't want to listen to all sides, because, you know, there's one side, there's the other side, and then there's the truth in between. And that's one thing we're really trying to focus on with our program. You might not like what I say. There's a lot of people that don't agree with me. And by God, that is the best thing that you guys can do is disagree with me. That way, there's an open discussion and eventually, you make it where things get better. I talked about NCOM. Uh, I got a lot of hate mail on that one. It is not true, and I don't care how many times it's said, it is not true that the dominants do it for money. It's not true at all. I don't care what cop organization or what somebody that's not in a club or is trying to start a club on their own say about income. That is the biggest misconception and the biggest lie out there. They're not doing it for money. They do not run roughshod over the clubs in their organization or chapter or whatever you want to call it. They don't do that. Clubs have a vote. It's not a dictatorship. If that was the case, no clubs would be a part of it. You get tired of really hearing that kind of stuff, 
especially when people do not know what the hell they're talking about. They've never been around it. They've never went to a convention and seen it. They have lawyers that are there to help people. That costs money. It ain't free. Lawyers don't do anything, uh, you know, the good of their heart, let me tell you. But they fight for all kinds of issues. Motorcycle club uh, color issues, all the way down the profiling issues. And uh, I know a lot of people, because uh, they do email me about this stuff, well, why are you always talking about profiling? Because that is the biggest issue right now. Ever since 2015, with Twin Peaks, it has gotten horrible. We've done study uh, stories about how a member of the Banditos got pulled over, and because he was wearing their patch, they charged him with a, a gang enhancement. He had a legal concealed carry. Nobody should be going through that. Nobody whatsoever. And this thing with the American Legion, oh my God, the more we learn. Yes, I know the national bylaws of the American Legion say it's up to the post commander who they let in. But a lot of these post commanders are active or former Leo. So they're making the decision, even though that, let's be honest, the posts, and we talked about this on the uh, Hollywood and China Dow show, how fraternal organizations are on the downward freaking spiral right now. So they can use the money from people, you know, patronizing their bars, spending their money, having events there. But you got these people that have these biases against these clubs and they don't want them to wear colors in there they pick and choose who's going to be there and who's going to be who's not and you got to remember a lot of mc members are former military <laughs> a lot of them are active military too so how can you say because they're wearing this patch and you don't like it because you're a Leo or ex-Leo that they can't come in even though they served our country. I don't get it. How can you turn away a fellow veteran? Because why? He's wearing something you don't like or he's a part of an organization that you don't like? That's ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. That you would do something like that. Actually, you should be ashamed of yourself. Ashamed of yourself for doing something like that. They put the blood, sweat, and tears into our country the same as you. How, uh, you know what? It's uh, among veterans, the brotherhood should be first. And I'm not talking about MCs. You guys all served the country, you guys went through all the hell. I thought that brotherhood would be tighter than what they're wearing. But to some of these uh, posts, these American Legion posts, that doesn't matter anymore. That's hypocritical, and it's nonsense. 
and I'm surprised that some of these uh, places that it's happening, that the board members don't stand up and say, you know what, no. And what's even worse, if you're an American Legion rider and you're not sticking up for colors, what the hell are you doing wearing them? And I'm not trying to be a dick. But you should be up there the first ones that raise your hand and say, no, this is nonsense. They fought for our country. They served for our country. It doesn't matter what they're wearing. That right there is what I'm surprised at, is a lot of American Legion riders not standing up for these clubs that want to come into their establishment, spend their money, go to the events, rent the halls to support you. What kind of, you know what, I'm trying not to bump on you. And I'm not talking, you know what, I'm not going to do where I'm going to put you all in one basket. Not going to do that because, you know, there's probably, you know, a lot of good American Legion writers out there. Probably a lot of them. I'm talking about the ones that are in these posts that are not standing up to these post commanders and telling them this ain't going to work. They bring in a lot of money. They're good people. No, they're not criminals like the DOJ would say. They're just hardworking people that want to come in here and support us. It's very easy for you guys that are at these posts to say that. Or are you running under a dictatorship where it's not allowed? And I think that'd be pretty hypocritical because you fought against the dictatorship principles and stuff like that. And I wouldn't think that you'd be a part of something like that. Just saying, man. But it is pretty bad. And this ain't only going on in the United States. I got an email here. Uh, hey, Hollywood, just so you know, uh, up here in Canada, the Legion has barred all 1% patch holders, cannot enter the building wearing their patch, Effing ridiculous seeing veterans in the vest uh, standing outside on Remembrance Day. Effing pathetic. Hope you well. McKenney uh, KD. So this ain't just happening in the United States. It looks like it's happening in Canada. And I can bet that it's happening over in Oz, Europe. And that's a sad state of affairs because... I'd have to say more than half, three quarters of people that are in MCs are vets. How can you do that to them? I don't understand. Knowing they served and you know damn well they're not going to take off their patches. How can you turn away somebody? It's just mind-boggling. I'm sorry, it's mind-boggling. It's it's got me actually speechless. So that's the upcoming uh, topic that we're uh, looking at right now is these American Legion posts not letting uh, MCs in, and it's starting to look look like it's going into different states. I know Texas, uh, if I'm right, was the first one, and they talk about that over at the motorcycle profiling project which if you're not over there, you need to get over there. If you ever f 
feel like you were profiled. They got the 2020 up right now, and I'm sure it's going to be the 2021 uh, motorcycle uh, profiling questionnaire that you can fill out. And that's real useful when it comes to fighting this kind of stuff. They got it in four states, I believe, now. Uh, I'd like to get it in Illinois, man, because it shouldn't be that hard to get it uh, in Illinois with uh, the government we got here. So I got to talk to them, see how to get that started. Uh, maybe you guys should too, man. If you want to get in the fight and get some kind of legislation through, you can, they'll teach you that kind of stuff. Uh, just saying, they'll teach you that kind of stuff to uh, help you get out there and get some uh, legislation uh, passed in your state. I know MRF does it. There's a lot of training stuff for that kind of stuff. So if you really want to get involved, that's the way to do it. But this case with the American Legion, that's just god awful and one that burnt my balls let me tell you when i heard it but we'll give you more uh information when that comes out uh i should be getting that uh soon uh but we're going to be talking about uh bikers behind bars as well as this site that you need to go to if you really want to learn something now i love how bd uh, comes at it from a 99 percent uh, view but you really need to go to this site that's been around forever, and I know there's clubs behind it, but they give you an honest opinion about how to do this, how to do that. Go over there, take a look when we go over it. So let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back and get to this sucker. Won't we'll over to ProudHooligan.com for all your insane throttle official merchandise, including our new Proud Hooligan line. ProudHooligan.com has a wide assortment of gear to make you look good on your next ride. ProudHooligan.com is the go-to for every biker when they want to look good as well as to help the show out while doing it. Visit ProudHooligan.com now. Rock on. Hi, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. Join me Monday through Friday for Motorcycle Mayhem Morning Show on YouTube Live, Facebook, and all major podcasting platforms where we talk about all the major biker news going on in the scene. Rock on! Get your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rock Hi, I'm Hollywood. And I'm China Doll. Listen to the Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcasting platforms. And don't forget to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Rock on! Welcome back to the show. Welcome back, guys. Uh, now, I was talking about earlier about the Brothers Behind Bars, the newsletter. You can go to onabike.com backslash Brothers Behind Bars. Basically, I'd go to onabike.com. It's a lot easier. Here, you'll see about the AIM, the AIM stuff. 
Um, you'll find motorcycle lawyers in your uh, area, real results for clients. You can join. Uh, I bet they got some benefits there. Then you got the testimonials. Then NCOM, you got the board of directors, the NCOM members, the legislative task force. You heard that, right? They're out there fighting. Uh, then your Confederation of Club, uh, the programs, uh, like the National Sports Bike Association, Christian Unity, International uh, Coalitions, they're worldwide. Then you have the NCOM convention if you wanted to go to there. But anyway, uh, the main subject, Brothers Behind Bars. What is the Brothers Behind Bars newsletter? And the editor is Jad Brainer. Uh, support your brothers through the good and bad times. The law offices of Richard Lester is the only motorcycle accident lawyer network that gives back to the motorcycle community. And this is one of the ways. Thank you. Editor's note. Currently, I have worked on uh, restarting and hopefully rejuvenating this newsletter. This newsletter is dear to my heart for having helped Brothers Behind Bars. We used to send over 350 copies to over 85 motorcycle clubs. So you can see why they need some donations here to help keep it going. 85 motorcycle clubs. I would be honored if we could get this to every brother from every club around the world. Editor's note, I would like to thank every person who has helped me get these newsletters ready to be mailed. Uh, disclaimer, and this is where he's 100% on. The news media does not always tell the truth. Oh my God, we've seen that, haven't we, on this program with uh, some of these news stories. Uh, yeah, can I say the Pagans one? <laughs> it tends to sensationalize the news to sell papers. In fact, many times the news media gets the facts wrong, which I agree 100%. Let's give back to the motorcycle community, and this is one of the ways. One of the ways you can help is to get behind this newsletter. And he even goes on, if we don't work together... Our on the culture we love, then our grandkids might just be reading about us instead of writing like us. Very, very important what he just said. Everybody's been asking, well, how can we help to bring everybody together? And NCOM's already there. If you actually want to help bring everybody together, you need to back this. You need to back it 100%. Because like he said, if you don't work together on the culture we love, then our grandkids might just be reading about it. And this is coming from a one percenter. Probably an old freaking one percent club, man. Back in the day. Very important to listen to that. And again, I see all you guys after... Something that we put out. Well, clubs just need to come together. We need to get this together. Somebody's already out there doing it. And this is the place that has the backing right now. You got all the major 1%er clubs involved in this. You got 99% clubs all over the place with this. It's worldwide. It's a worldwide effort. That's how you do it. Uh, 
We are starting this BBB uh, newsletter anew. We are starting with a new ideal, a new outlook, but it will still be the letter to get the news to Brothers Behind Bars. I want everyone to understand that I operate on an open book and an open mind, rock and roll. Uh, if you have anything you would like to add to this or help with this, I will take any information. I'm not saying it will always make it in. I'm looking to add some more sections and possible some areas in any of the brothers behind bars would like to write me and add anything. His address is Jad Brainer, one percenter, P.O. Box 209 Bismarck, North Dakota, 58502. His email is jadndbbb at gmail.com. And very, very, very important donations, guys. Two or three bucks really helps, okay? www.paypal.me backslash ndbb. And I will be putting this in the description box of this uh, episode. Uh, he does not accept applications. They accept commitments. If we all do a little bit, then no one has to do a lot. There can be no I. There has to be a we. One heart, one voice. So go over to onabike.com. If you want to help with the Brothers Behind Bars uh, newsletter, get that out there to the guys that are behind uh, the bars. Now, here is the website. You want to ask questions and hear this one talking about it, hear that one talking about it? No. This is a source that's been around since 2008, and a lot of the established clubs use and that's the Motorcycle Club Riding Club Education site. It is www.rcvsmc.net. That is the address you want to go to to get your information. On here, the uh, statement, and I'll just go, I'll uh, breeze over this stuff. Uh, the purpose of the information guide is to provide the members of the motorcycle community with information that will assist in bringing and maintaining a peaceful and respectful understanding between members of the motorcycle and organizations that share the roadways. Uh, then it talks to about who they are and the thank you stuff. They have stuff like Motorcycle Club Basics. The basics of a stuff, uh, the MCRC differences, they have protocol basics. Yes, this is a big one, isn't it? The protocol basics. Uh, there are some things for you as riding club member to consider when dealing with motorcycle clubs. There are also things to consider if and when you're going to be around a motorcycle club. They give you all kinds of information then they have words from a patch holder one patch holder two patch holder three the history clubs tribalism ama one percent brother motorcycle clubs general info uh interest starting an mc yes here's starting an mc one 
Uh, and it's interesting how he put it. So you want to start your own MC club. It's brought, been brought to my attention there are people trying to start their own clubs after reading this website. I guess the several times its reference wasn't simply enough for some people, so I'll put it simply. Yes, and I <laughs> this day and age, man, they don't get it. Uh, they don't get it, man, so I know where you're coming from on that. Uh, you can give them an answer, then they'll come back with uh, the same question two different ways to Sunday. If you decide to start your own club, MC or otherwise, you must contact the local lead MC club and discuss it with them, period. There is few, very few places that do not require this, but the only way is to contact them. I get a lot of questions on, well, I'm in this area, I can't con who's my dominant, who can I contact? My suggestion, it's only a suggestion, contact NCOM. They will tell you who's in your area, I believe. Now, I'm not 100%, don't quote me, but I do believe they can point you in the right direction. It's very easy. If you don't got a contact with them, email them. Uh, there's contact information on that site. Very easy to do if you want to know who your dominant is. Uh, it's generally seen, and this is very interesting and should be taken note, uh, as poor taste to decide to start your own club. Basically, it tells them that you are trying to avoid paying your dues and avoid the learning of what they mean by respect because there are already enough clubs in existence where you could be taught and bond with an existing brotherhood. Everyone hears about the big clubs. Few outside the lifestyle realize there are hundreds of smaller MCs across the country that are not 1% or even support clubs. I would recommend getting to know those in your area first. Who knows, you might fit right in with them. And instead of trying to do your own club. Very good stuff right there. Uh, then he goes into why the control of new clubs. How to start an RC. How to start the MC again. MCs in the Harley. MC misconceptions. They got the terminologies on there. Uh, the Motorcycle Ministries, ABAT, NCOM, AI, or AIM, BBB, like we were talking about. It, the site's also in foreign languages, so if you want to look that up, it's, it's here. Everything you need to know, all your questions that you're asking uh, creators, everything's here. Right here in front of you. Been around since 2008. 2008 so take a look at this type of stuff man uh now we're gonna go to some news and this is a big one for me man a lot of i i even uh asked a lot of people over on the facebook platform are or and i did actually a video on it uh there's been a reaction to covid19 vaccine in the united states and it was reported in Juneau, alaska and then there's a second uh, reaction. I don't know about this thing, man. Uh, it goes to say the first adverse reaction to the COVID-19 vaccine in the U.S. happened just Tuesday. 
Uh, on Wednesday, or let's see here, on Wednesday, a second staff member experienced an adverse reaction that was not as serious as the first. The first one was pretty bad. After being vaccinated at a hospital in Juneau, the employee experienced eye puffiness, lightheadedness, and a scratchy throat within 10 minutes. Within 10 minutes of being vaccinated. He was administered He was uh, administered the EpiPen. Which gets your heart going. It's like an allergic reaction when your throat starts uh, closing up. Along with Pepsin and Benadryl and fell fine within an hour. He's since been relieved. But that's the reaction he had. They actually had to stick him with the damn freaking EpiPen. Now, could he have been allergic to something in it? Yes, maybe eggs. I don't know because that's what they use in some of these vaccines. Uh, but that's some scary stuff right there. Uh, another healthcare worker uh, had an, uh, another reaction just like them uh, from the vaccine 10 minutes after being vaccinated. Oh, uh, man. The first uh, healthcare worker uh, fell flush with shorter breath and transferred to the emergency room. Uh, now they have to monitor you for 30 minutes after receiving this vaccine to see if any of these symptoms are happening. You know, she did have a re-emergence of her symptoms, so with the same thing, elevated respiratory rate, elevated heart rate. Uh, I don't know. She was then put on an epi drip, given steroids for a reaction, and moved to intensive care unit. For observation. Yeah, these are starting to happen. Very interesting stuff, man. Uh, it, it was less than a year and this kind of stuff. I don't know, man. And I heard that you can't even go after the manufacturer because they're, you know, they're protected. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, now, let's go over to Australia where they always act in the fool over there. A man, an alleged member of the Fink's Outlaw Motorcycle Gang, or OMCG, has been charged with multiple offenses, including seriously assaulting a police officer in Logan Village. His arrest follows sustained efforts between uh, Crime and Intelligent Command's Task Force Maxima and Lo Logan Tactical Crime Squad. They got so many damn task force and crime squads over there, you can't keep them straight. Raptors, the famous one. Uh, he was a 28-year-old Gold Coast man uh, after a short foot chase, uh, during which the man allegedly became violent and punched the officer. Uh, an officer deployed his taser to subdue the man. Do your cops carry guns over there? I'm just interested in knowing something like that. England, the same thing. Yeah, let me know in the description box. Uh, the man was uh, he was searched and a knife was located and seized. He's charged with multiple offenses, including serious assault, police, possession of a knife in public. You guys can't even have a knife over there in public? Get the hell out of here. No way. My God, are they freaking on you guys. Unlawful use of a motor vehicle, possession of a dangerous drugs, and fraud. That over and Oz, 
Now, everybody, be on the lookout in Anderson, South Carolina. This is from AP. Authorities say a man on a motorcycle in Henderson was run off a road and killed by an SUV after arguing with the driver. Investigators said uh, 53-year-old Timothy Cathy's motorcycle hit a telephone pole in Anderson after the SUV struck it Sunday afternoon. The other driver did not stop. Uh, the coroner's office said Kathy started to argue with the SUV driver because he thought the SUV had got too close to him. Deputies released a picture of a dark-colored SUV with a straw, uh, small trailer behind it they said ran into him. This is the picture right there. Uh, it actually looks like a landscaping deal. It'll pop up here. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it looks like he has some landscaping stuff in there. Huh. But anyway, you guys uh, see that vehicle? Knock the hell out of him, then turn him over. Uh, anyway, back over to our crazy Aussies. Ex-bikey Ricky Chapman back in prison after surgery for bullet wounds suffered in Nick Martin shooting. Again, this is real big over in Oz right now, this Nick Martin uh, killing. Uh, by David Johns, and I believe this was his stepson. The man injured when uh, former Rebels bikey boss Nick Martin was shot, and that's the first time I heard he was a former Rebel, was shot and killed at a Perth motorplex and is back behind bars. Oh, because he breached his uh, parole condition. He was 31, was injured in a shooting on Saturday night that killed 51-year-old Martin. He had surgery in hospital, and on uh, I, he was being discharged. L uh, last night, the Department of Justice issued a return to prison warrant saying he breached his parole conditions by associating with an outlaw motorcycle gang. Chapman is the partner of Martin's stepdaughter. Are, are you crap? You're kidding me, right? He's the partner of the stepdaughter of the guy who was shot, and you're throwing him back in jail. Unreal. Uh, he was sitting in front with the former uh, Rebels boss. Uh, suggests Chapman was a Rebels member were false and he is no longer a bikey. The hunt for the gunman continues with authorities not ruling out the possibility the shooter flew into Perth to commit the crime. It was probably an outside uh, deal, man. An outside uh, guy who pulled the trigger. Uh, and again, it comes after they announced uh, a $1 million reward. Man, are they trying to get him out. Anyway, good news, good news. The Buffalo Soldiers are Sometimes back in. Sometimes families run into hard times, especially during this pandemic. And that is why organizations like... Okay, come on. Like the Orlando chapter of the Buffalo Soldiers Motorcycle Club are always willing to help. The club has been reaching out to the community and adopting families since 2007 with events like Shop with a Soldier. Another program... Bridge the Gap for the Holidays is adopting a family of six that links bus driver Cheryl Gibson met a couple of months ago. And so I just love doing charity. I don't have a lot, but I'm blessed to have a roof over my head and a job. So when I saw this, it was very important. It just touched my heart that we give back because that's what we do as the uh, Buffalo Soldiers Organization, you know, for scholarships, Christmas, homeless you know, doing uh, Thanksgiving for the seniors. The Buffalo Soldiers Motorcycle Club will deliver some special gifts to the family on Christmas Eve. Rock and roll. That's the Buffalo Soldiers right there. They're always in the news helping people. 
Uh, now, the uh, Highland Clan Motorcycle Club, this is, I believe, Upper Michigan, uh, provides over $7,000 worth of toys to community serve or schools. Uh, the fifth and largest toy drop this year will provide toys to elementary, middle, and high school students in, uh, where is this, uh, Negawini. Man, you guys got the weird names, too. The North Coast chapter of the Highland Motorcycle Club has been working with the Mining Journal uh, Cheer Club to drop off and distribute toys for over 15 years. The fifth and largest toy drop this year will provide toys to elementary, middle, and high school students. The Motorcycle Club President Mike uh, Ridenor says the, that keeping the money and donations local is very important. Quote, Pretty much all of us are local, and we just like to try and give back to the community. And what better way to give uh, t kids uh, toys on Christmas? Rock and roll, man. The Highland uh, Motorcycle Clan. Now, Corey Graff's Wall of Shame. Klamath Falls cop arrested after drug-related car trash. You don't say. State police are investigating uh, Klamath uh, Falls uh, police detective after he crashed his department's car while on duty during a Thanksgiving weekend shift. State troopers were called to investigate a crash just southeast uh, of Klamath Falls around 4 p.m. Officers arrived to find uh, Thomas Reef unconscious and not breathing. He was taken to a nearby hospital where medics stabilized him. Troopers said, uh, based on the evidence collected at the scene, they believe he uh, had been using drugs he took from the police evidence. Ooh, ouch. He was driving his assigned uh, vehicle when he crashed. A uh, state police employee confirmed he resigned from his job on the 1st. He was booked in jail Tuesday on six charges, including one tied to possession of fentanyl. He also is accused of driving under the influence, official misconduct, reckless driving, and tampering with evidence. Uh, released a statement on Facebook, quote, We are deeply embarrassed and disappointed with uh, his conduct. Uh, the Klamath Falls Police Department does not condone this type of behavior or misconduct by any law enforcement officer. We will continue to hold each other accountable. Rock and roll, at least they're high and accountable. Anyway, a GBI ex McDoe uh, officer arrested accusing of stealing 4500 bucks. This in the Atlanta Journal. Uh, he's accused of stealing 4500 from the drug task force he commanded. Uh, Chad's Roseboro, 47, who lives in Pike County, was arrested Tuesday and charged with three counts of theft by taking and two counts of violation of oath. Uh, on June 19th of 2019, he was, uh, let's see, former police chief Preston Dorsey contacted the GBI in reference to the money, and he resigned a day after. So this has been going on for a while. Uh, when we heard these allegations, it's just like a numbing effect when they're telling you about a member of your own team who has been with you for a long, long time. Ouch. Uh, Dorsey says Roseboro, who had recently graduated from the FBI National Academy, had an excellent reputation. The day he became the commander, that unit really took off. Ouch. He allegedly also used the government purchasing card for personal items. 
Uh, so it was approximately 4500 bucks. He was booked into the Henry County Jail and released on bond. <laughs> Over to ProudHooligan.com for all your Insane Throttle official merchandise, including our new Proud Hooligan line. ProudHooligan.com has a wide assortment of gear to make you look good on your next ride. ProudHooligan.com is the go-to for every biker when they want to look good as well as to help the show out while doing it. Visit ProudHooligan.com now. Rock on. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. Hopefully you guys uh, go over there and check out uh, the Bikers Behind Bars. Help them out, man. Get that newsletter going out to the guys behind bars. Help support NCOM. And again, guys don't even have to ask how do you uh, contact the local dominant, man. It's all there for you. Also, go over to uh, the website I showed you. Again, it's been around since uh, the what 2008. A lot of good people behind that. They give you everything you ever wanted to know about how to start a club, RC, how to do this, how to do that, terminology. So you guys can stop asking me about it. <laughs> it's old school. They know what's going on. That's exactly... You know, I know it's all different times and stuff, but what they put out there never gets old, man. Never gets old. And it talks about, like I said again, how people feel when you start your own club, the whole nine yards. So get on over there. Check it out. Hopefully you guys have a good weekend. Uh, thanks for watching the show. Don't forget to go listen to us over on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Don't forget to check out Hollywood and China Dow, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Rock and roll, man. Talk to you guys later. I said goodbye, vamoose, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked.